This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I am here with my trusty sidekick, Kelsey, who assists in my open throat center problems of (laughs) needing some energy to bounce off of. Hello, Kelsey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, I'm hanging in there, I will say. So I'm, I'm in NorCal right now. On my way, traveling up to Tahoe, slowly but surely, I'm hosting a retreat up there this weekend that I'm really excited about, but I am in NorCal, and yeah, you know, the energy is tough for me here. It's it's tough for me here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to say the least. Like, you can just, I mean, I've noticed this from the different places I've been in the last few months, but everywhere you go, the energy is just palpably different. And to be quite honest, the Bay Area feels like so much fear. It feels so heavy here. Wow. In in different ways. And it's I mean, I can feel it. Um and yeah, it, it's kind of wild how I mean I would imagine if somebody lived here. If you went on a weekend trip to a very different place, uh, I would just be curious how how you feel energetically and with the different thoughts uh, that are coming up. You know, a lot of people don't realize how much the energy of the collective around them weighs on them, really weighs on them. Yeah. And I also find that a lot more people in NorCal really love watching the news which really isn't, my, really isn't my vibe. Not but, my gender. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, a, I feel like so, I feel like San Diego is more, more people don't watch the news. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's just a very, very different energy, honestly. And I mean, I grew up here, right? So there's also that aspect of coming back to the place where you grew up and have a lot of memories mm-hmm. and, Every time I come back, there's just more that gets kind of, I'll say healed, cleared uh, in different ways and different things that I realize. And and what, this is so funny. I wanted to tell you this story. So my parents, I feel like whenever I'm back, they're always just reminisce or anytime my mom talks to me on the phone, she's just reminiscing. And the other day, also when I'm back here, I feel like all these memories just come come up for me even though I didn't even live in this city specifically, but anyway, but my mom was telling the story the other day and she was laughing at how apparently my, my dad and her would watch me like in my bedroom when I was, she said, you're one and a half and your dad and I would be looking, watching through the door, 
because you would you would practice getting in and out of your crib because you couldn't open the gate because the gate like they had tied the gate shut so they had to lift me up and put me in the in the in the crib that I slept in and I couldn't get out and she said you were you were barely one and a half and during the day you would practice getting in and out and we would watch you. We would watch you and you would very meticulously, you know, put your foot in the very specific area oh and then get down. And she was like, it was like you were trying to figure out the exact steps to take. And I would get in and out, in and out, in and out. And she's telling the story and they were just cracking up about it. And they were like, you weren't going anywhere. You would just get back in your crib. And then what would happen is they would. I would hear them opening the door and I would get in the crib and I would, I would pretend to be asleep. Oh and my I, God, Christina. And, and I would pretend to be asleep and they would walk in and my mom was is telling the story laughing and she's, she goes, and I, we were cracking up because we'd walk in and then you would pretend to be sleeping and then you would do this dramatic, oh, I'm waking up. Oh, ma- mommy. <laughs> you know, and I'm cracking up. because so manipulative I, as a baby. Uh, well, I remember, but this is the funny part. I didn't say this to her, but I, I know what I was doing. I remember this. I remember doing this. And the reason why I was doing it is because in the middle of the night, I, I was tra- <laughs> I was figuring out my steps because I needed to get, I wanted to get out of my crib in the middle of the night, every night when everybody was sleeping and it was dark. So that's why I was practicing where to put my feet. <laughs> I would get out in the middle of the night and I would sit on the floor and I would, I sat on the floor in this specific spot and that's when I would talk to my spirit guides and I did that every night. It's so cute actually, but you were an advanced baby. <laughs> I was just cracking up because just hearing it from my mom's perspective, I've never heard her tell that story before. And they're just laughing because they think I'm just practicing getting in and out for no reason. Little do they know I was getting out. I remember that specifically. That's why I was doing it. I was practicing because I didn't want them to know in the middle of the night I was sitting on the floor talking to my spirit guides. <laughs> oh, my God. Right now. <laughs> is this is this out of control or what? That is wildly advanced for that age. <laughs> I mean, I've always been a very different You've kid. You've always Let's been just put it that wise way. beyond your years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've always been different. Let's just, (laughs) let's just say it that way. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. It was, yeah, I was laughing so hard, but I thought you would enjoy that, that little story. Just a little sneak peek into baby Christina. (laughs) I can't believe you remember that. That's insane. I remember most of, I mean, I, I remember things far earlier than most people remember. All of my therapists were very intrigued by this. Wow. Like I can remember things from when I'm three and people think I'm crazy, but nothing before that. I mean, I'm trying to think. I have memories from when I was a baby, but they're like spurts. But when my memory was like pretty solid, I would say it was from like one one on. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I remember from I don't really have many blank spots. I, I, I have more. I, sometimes I think I remember more back then than I remember from last year. But <laughs> anyway so that's just a funny little story i uh i thought i would share but i i wanted to talk actually about something that you know i've been super into recently and i've been having a lot of really cool conversations with different friends around this and i thought it'd be fun to to discuss on the podcast which is basically nutrition and exercise and how this shifts when your frequency shifts 
when the energy on the planet shifts, because this is happening. And for anybody who watched Ascension Activator, there is a lesson in there from Serapis Bay about nutrition for Ascension, quote unquote. And I was super, I was, that was one of the ones I was most excited about because <laughs> uh, I was just very curious what, what he was going to say around it. And it made a lot of sense. So I would encourage you to, to watch that if, if you are curious. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can go through the free course if you want. We can put the link in the show notes. But this is something that I've been really fascinated by. I mean, obviously, been listening to the show for a while. You know that I love, I've always had a love for nutrition. That's how I got into this. And and I see it from a very different perspective now and also exercise as well. And I, and I experienced firsthand how a lot of the things that were really working for me before weren't working anymore. And for my journey with chronic illness, it took me a really long time to figure out a lot of what I've come to understand now about why my path was my path and why certain things were working when they didn't make sense and, you know, why they weren't working, why certain things were. And it's kind of all started to, to make sense, not until the last six months or so, really. And then I've been doing all these experiments, really, really playing with human design, right? So I've tried like all these different diets over the years. Got the Egyptian <laughs> diet. Yeah. We got, yeah. <laughs> you've been listening, you know. <laughs> yeah. But even before that, right? Potato, keto, carnivore, like I, vegan. Like yeah. I've tried a lot of things and I, I just love to experiment for myself. And what I learned from working with so many people uh, when I was working as a nutritional therapy practitioner is just people are truly individual. And this is where I will just say, you know, the I think some of the quote unquote advice given by people who just stay stuck in the research, it's very, it's very clearly different than people who actually work with people. I will just put it that way, because when I actually mm -hmm. worked with people and was like dedicated to, I need to support this person so that they can heal. You have to put your ego aside. And there were so many times I would say more often than not that all of the things that made sense according to the research and the science and all my PubMed articles I'm deep in, it wasn't working. And I had to get my ego out of the way and just actually actually think about what is this person's body asking for? And I really wish that I, when I was working as an NTPA, I had some of the understandings that I do now. And I also think just, especially with all of the nitty gritty stuff I've been getting into with human design, it's so, it's so fascinating to me. And I really wish that that was a tool that I had incorporated when I was helping people with nutrition um, mm -hmm. and, and exercise. And so, and I've, and I've been having some fun conversations with a lot of my friends around this because a lot of them have been experimenting too. And just noticing how, their bodies need different, need different things than before, uh, or what was working before isn't working now. And I think this goes back to the conversation. You know, a lot of people wonder how come, for example, like I'm, tr I'm doing everything right. And how come I still can't lose weight or I'm doing everything right. And how come I'm still struggling with this chronic illness and comes back to how do we bring the body back into equilibrium, but also as our vibration changes and as we are really becoming more aware of the fact that like we are energetic beings like that's actually a deep rooted knowing and operating from that knowing it's going to look different than it looked before because most people make their nutrition and exercise choices based off of what they're told they should do right and we're kind of 
we can be kind of robots in that way. And to, I think that's super helpful getting us to a baseline, but I'm like seeing this real time and have experiences for myself, especially over the last year or two. It's almost like, like, like as people's vibration vibrations shift and as the planet is changing, it's just not working anymore Mm -hmm. because you are energy. And so what is your unique energy system need essentially to, to feel safe, right. To, to be healthy. And what, what does that, what does that mean? Um, and I think what I love about kind of the human design perspective, when I was learning more about this is that because human design is all about essentially the flow of energy within your body and how your body relates to energy on a larger perspective. And so thinking about, okay, well, food is energy, right? And so how am I relating to food? That was like such, it makes so much more sense. And something that I, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I love human design so much is, you know, I, it, because it works. <laughs> I've just yeah. seen it work. I've just seen it work. And it's meant to be an experiment, not like these rigid rules, you know, and I think sometimes people confuse that. Um, and, but, but my guides, they always, they're like, you know, the systems that come down, have come down recently are coming down right now for a reason to like prepare people for like kind of the new, the new way, you know, and Mm -hmm. if you look at a lot of ancient cultures and especially, um, I mean, or even, even not even ancient, like they're currently, there are a lot of people who live in ways that don't, you know, might not make sense. People who, you know, just meditate and live off of air, the breathitarians, right? Um, there are people, uh, you know, a lot of the like highly spiritual communities are straight, like raw vegan. And then we have all the science scientist people, where are you getting all of these nutrients from? Right. And I know that not all of it makes logical sense. And I'm okay with saying, okay, this might not make sense to my um, logical brain, but I just want to explore this. And I think this is very interesting. And for me, something that I always came up with, I wasn't absorbing nutrients and that manifested in, in different ways, right? Earlier on, it was my extreme weight loss. And then later on, it was actually weight gain. And then it was gut issues and imbalances. You know, whenever you're, ha- you, whenever you have nutrient deficiencies that can affect your you know, your skin, your nails, your digestion, like everything, right? Your, your sleep. And it was always this mystery thing because I was supplementing up the wazoo, right? I was on this super whole foods diet. I'm like living off of Oregon meat. I'm like, what the fuck guys? Like, (laughs) like what, what can I do? And then it got to the point where with, with labs and stuff, it was like this consistent. Well, I, I don't know because there's nothing that would indicate why you have nutrient deficiencies, but they're just still not there. And then it was like, well, if my body doesn't know how to absorb those nutrients, right? If it, if it can't relate to the energy, the way in which I'm giving it that food, then how would it absorb, absorb the nutrients to begin with? Um, so I know some of this might seem really out there for people, but for listening to this podcast, you're probably um, open to it. and. <laughs> And I would just be curious because I think a lot of people are experiencing this or just naturally feeling drawn to eat certain things or exercise in a different way. And they might not understand why. And, you know, this is part of just listening to to our bodies and really coming back to like, it, it's very, very individual. And I have seen again and again, things that make no logical sense are the things that 
heal people and get them the results they they actually want. I think this is relevant now more than ever. Um, my friend Kelly Rowland, who's been on the show before, she talked about human design. I love having conversations with her around this because she actually um she likes to talk about this kind of stuff too. But we were talking about um weight loss specifically with different energy types and how because a lot of people kind of live in alignment, live out of alignment with their energy type, right? Or they're not necessarily relating to energy the way that they want to. And she has seen that from a human design perspective manifest as um, waking for a lot of people, you know? So yeah, I think these are really interesting things to to pay attention to. I'll stop. I don't know if you have thoughts. I have thoughts. One thing, I guess it's more of an observation. It's interesting because there's such a movement around eating like your ancestors and eating primitively. And I totally see the value in that. But I find myself sometimes like, okay, that's great. But what if that doesn't work? Like, can people, can people's frequencies outgrow those old modalities or like approaches to eating that may have served them previously? And like, I just think it's interesting that people are so intent on eating the way that our ancestors did. But what if like the frequency of the planet has shifted so far from where it used to be when that worked for a lot of people that it no longer works for the majority of people anymore? Do you, Mm -hmm. do you see that at all? (sighs) Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And I will just say, I feel like this is a current, I feel like I've gotten a lot around this, but I still feel like I'm in this exploration zone with it. Yeah. Um, So maybe this is something we can stay updated with, but my personal belief and from what I've channeled and what I've seen is I think it's really important that people come to a baseline first through eating more and ancestrally and Mm -hmm. coming back to a whole foods based diet is going to give people that like reset period. That's, that's quite crucial. I think for people to listen to their bodies, right? Because a lot of people like their bodies are sending them whacked out signals. It's like, Because a lot of the, you know, the processed foods. And so I think, and this is what he, what Serapis Bay was talking about in that message too, but like coming back to equilibrium first, bring your body back into equilibrium. And from there, listening to what does my body need right now? And so, for example, it's like, sometimes I'm like craving, I don't know, like I just made a PB and (laughs) J. Inner child healing. (laughs) Just made like all day yesterday and and the day before they're gluten-free, but I was just like craving (laughs) PB and J. And the thing is that the frequency of that, like how that made me feel, how, how I was so excited about it. It was a sick girl. Yes. Right. Like cold, um, you know, it was so good for me and exactly what I needed. And the processed part of it, I was, I've been processing so much energy the last three days. My body doesn't even have the energy to process food fully. Right. However, um, that might not be the best choice for everybody. Like, I think that because here's also the the other thing, a lot of these ingredients do fuck with us. Right. And, yeah. and something of the guy, especially recently, like now is a really good time to, to think about a natural, like natural detox support. I would just say that there's a lot of extra stuff, my belief getting pumped into our systems right now. Um, it gives us brain fog. It makes it so that we can't think very well and just fucks with the way we feel and think. And I, I think that's something to pay attention to, but especially the last week, I I keep just getting that message really strongly of they say, just come back to nature because whenever Mm -hmm. you're feeling out of whack, the more time you can spend outside 
in the grass, grounding. And those are times when it's a really good idea to kind of cut out any of those extra processed foods or sweeteners uh, just to get you back into equilibrium. That's going to be most, most important. So I think that there are definitely times when I actually think there are times when like processed foods, I don't want to say, I guess like could serve us, so to speak. Are they more grounding sometimes? Like, well, so, so the elements that come up are one, if we don't have the ability to, to process much. And so it just needs to be easily digested and, and come through. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is the frequent, what influences the frequency of something? There are so many components. There are so many components from, if you think about any food, the frequency of the food, there is where was it grown? How was it grown? How was it treated? How was it handled? The people who are touching it to get to wherever it's going to go, right? What was sprayed on it or not sprayed on it? Um, like the vibration of the land itself, yeah. what was in the soil, you know, all of that goes into it. And then there is how is it prepared, right? The energy of how it's prepared. There's the frequency of the thing itself, right? Like a mango has a different vibration than, than a banana, right? And so there are all these different things that go into the, the vibration of food. There's also how I relate to the energy, right? There, there's the color of the food. There are the nutrients within the food. There's the density of the food, right? There's a difference in the energy of, of proteins, fats, carbohydrates. There are all these different things that go into what makes up the frequency of, of the food and then how I'm relating to it, how my digestive system is relating to it, how I'm feeling when I'm, when I'm eating it, you know, what, what my energy is like. What is my intention behind why I'm eating it? Have I charged it with any words or intentions? These are all different things that go into the vibration of food. But then there's also the element of if you take something that is a mishmash of ingredients, well, that's a unique frequency in itself, right? So the the example that my guides will give me a lot is a Lara bar. (laughs) Yeah. Right. They're like, you just need to trust that you're craving that because unique that you, you because your body needs that unique vibration of all those things together in that form easily processed and that's what you need at that moment to balance things out um however you know what i don't think five years ago i was at a place where i where that would have been a real by by real i mean what i was that really what my intuition was saying or was that more of just the sugar the sugar monster candida (laughs) overgrown candida and parasites um, and sugar addiction, really, because there were a yeah. number of reasons why I had a sugar addiction telling me, oh, you need this, right? <laughs> so, uh, and it comes back to just like getting in a balanced place to begin with. Um, you know, we can use anything to numb us out. We can use anything like for poor intentions, uh, you know, like I guess, sorry, that's a judgment, uh, but I'll just say, you know, maybe not the highest intentions versus I want to nourish myself right now with this. Yeah. Right. And so if I'm craving my PB and J or let's use a better example, if I'm craving my, you know, I don't know, my ice cream sundae, which yes, I did have last night and it made me feel <laughs> great. Um, is it because I don't want to feel my feelings, right? Is it because I'm just starving and I want to put something in my body? Right. Or is it because like the vibration of that in itself is really nourishing? And I, I, the thought of, I would also eat a plate of broccoli. Like I feel just as neutral about that as the ice cream. Does that make sense? Yeah. So those are different things to, to consider. But I think that this conversation about like, can we override things? Can we? Yes. Are we doing that? Not always. 
right? <laughs> and I think that's the sticky part of the, the conversation. And I also think there are certain things that we're not meant to override, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is about trusting our bodies and, and our intuition about like, like we're always being guided to what is actually going to nourish us. And so this is kind of related to the conversation we had about food intolerances, right? It's like, I just want to get rid of this food intolerance. But what if you're not supposed to get rid of that food intolerance because it's actually protecting you because that food is like a poison in your system? Yeah. You know, so I I still believe going back to nature as much as possible is going to be ideal for most people. Um, But I think sometimes like eating like... (laughs) man it's like it's a it's a hard conversation and because i feel like people don't consume information responsibly but i will say i know people who have incorporated more processed foods and felt better but there are also people that spent a a big period of time like detoxing their bodies getting in tune with their bodies on a whole foods based diet and they they really know what they need like they really know what they need intuitively um and i think a lot of people still aren't quite there yet you know, um, cause it, there's, there's a fine line. So, and then there's also, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like human design is such a helpful roadmap for this, like the digestive type thing, game changer. And I was, I was, I brought this up, um, in a few other calls over the last week. It just keeps coming up, which is why I wanted to talk about it. But like, I, I almost feel like it's getting to the point, to be honest, where people could, could get by for a long time because of the, the the vibration of the plant, just eating and exercising, exercising like everybody else, they could get by and it was fine. And now because everything is shifting, a piece of me feels like things are going to go out of whack, uh, doing that because things have shifted. And now I think just human design, I'm not saying it's the end all be all right, but I would be curious if you started following the advice for your digestive type, like if you notice a difference. You know, and depending on the type, it can be pretty simple, right? For some people, it is. <laughs> I just have to eat with a ton of noise in the background. Yeah. How loud is it? <laughs> yeah. Have you experimented with it? I have actually. Like, it's so funny when you think about all of the societal norms. Like, everyone says you should. I, I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, we never eat quiet at a table and just like enjoy the time together, which to be honest, I forced us to try that. And I'm like, I'm not enjoying this at all. Like I'm sitting here staring at my food in silence and I feel more stressed that I'm like feeling like I have to focus on my food. (laughs) Um, Then when I actually sit and like we watch TV in the background, like I feel like I'm not consciously thinking and overstressing about how I'm eating when I'm actually distracted. And so I, that's been really interesting. And I've kind of just given in and been like, okay, I mean, this is my, his is very similar to his digestive type. I think he's like, high touch and I'm high sound. So we're basically distracted always when we're eating. And now we just bond over the cooking aspect. <laughs> um, and I have noticed a difference. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. I mean, I've, I've been talking to so many people about this and I'm getting everybody to experiment and everybody's saying, holy shit, like I do notice a difference. And mm-hmm. what you're just saying, this is why when I was working nutrition, I always felt like a bad nutritionist because I was like, dude, I don't care if you eat in silence. Like, I know there's all this rhetoric, like mindful eating. And I, I get that. Like, but there are certain people that that makes them more stressed out and it's actually not even ideal for them. And I, and I yeah. saw that happen again and again, you know? And I mean, the thing is like my, this cold thirst thing. Yeah. Tell us about your cold thirst. Okay. <laughs> so my digestive type, 
my digestive type is cold thirst. And, you know, my top two senses are, are feeling and touch. And so this just like reinforces the, I mean, the psychicness of, is this food good for me? Like I just have to get close to it and then I can just tell vibrationally or touch it. And it's like, oh, here we go. (laughs) But the cold thirst thing, first of all, starting with everything being cooler than my, my body temperature. And then secondly, staying really hydrated and, and how that plays out for different people, you know, might be different. But for me, I experimented with doing all cold and staying really hydrated, which is why I drink so many drinks. Okay. Everybody makes some <laughs> of my drinks, but literally I, I, I need to be really hydrated. It's my digestive type. Um, I drink a ton of drinks and really absorb the nutrients well from that. Right. It, it does serves me really well. I feel much different. I feel much better. And, but then feeling even better when I did like smoothies, soups, basically. And, and it was like, I could literally immediately tell, holy shit, my body's absorbing the nutrition from this. And it like, wasn't in solid form. And for years, all of the hot things I was eating, you know, and I was talking to somebody who specializes in this. And I was like, what's weird though, is I'm drawn to hot things. And he was saying that for cold thirst, hot thirst, that, that that's actually really common which is why a lot of people never even come to it. He said, it's actually really common. Weirdly enough, a lot of hot thirst people are always are drawn to cold things. And then cold thirst people are, are often drawn to hot things. Um, and I was like, okay, well that makes me feel better. But I've also been thinking about my physical environment. And now it's like, it seems so obvious to me. Now that I think about this, I'm like, anytime I'm in a hot environment, my whole body swells up. I have so many digestive issues. And anytime I'm in a cool place, it's probably why I like Seattle. Everybody thinks Seattle. I'm wild, but I just, I mean, I love the rain. I love, I love cold weather. Um, but yeah, I, everything just works a lot better. So my outer environment too, and even playing with this with exercise as well, like in terms of human design, like the best exercise for me, according to that system is more, it's like lighter, like more subtle, like very breathy, airy, like not doing much at all. And like, to be honest, it's like the more I exercise, I just get more inflamed. Like I, I, you know what I mean? And And so, yeah, experimenting with those two things has been really interesting. And obviously, well, we've we've talked about like my face has changed a lot over the last year uh, and a number of things have gone into that. (laughs) But (laughs) when I was like, you know, I'm going to do a week of like all soups and smoothies and really just try this instead of just all the cold stuff, because I had experimented with that and it was a big improvement, but I still wanted to try it. And I mean, within we talked about this. First of all, it was like, I was finally digesting. And so I had this huge emotional release. Like, I mean, I just had a, I had a huge emotional release. <laughs> yeah. You told me you're like, holy shit. I don't think this is working. Everything feels so <laughs> wrong. I'm like, ride it out. I feel like you just need <laughs> I, to ride it out. <laughs> I was so emotional. I was so emotional. And I remember there was like the second day in, I mean, I was just sobbing for like hours, like having a whole meltdown. I didn't even know what it was about. And then I started having all these memories pop up from like my life. And I was, it was like, I was literally finally digesting. I was finally digesting, which included all these emotions. And I was like, holy shit. Like I feel unhinged. And I was just, you know, I'm like, I just got to get this out. Right. So I did all my stuff, cried, you know, all my, all my stuff. And then like, the third day in, it was like, boom, night and day. And 
my face really changed like overnight. And I had a ton of my friends text me and be like, you literally look different overnight. Like, what did you, like, it was I, like so many people met, texted me. You know what's me. funny? I thought it and I thought mm-hmm. I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you told me that and I was like, God, Kelsey, trust yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it happened. It's, it was like mm-hmm. that. And, and the cold thirst, hot thirst type, sorry if you're not interested in this, if you're, this isn't your digestive type, but it's apparently called the transformer body type. When I was listening to descriptions, it's like, this is the body type that can change drastically overnight because their body responds so much to what is best for it versus what's not. Um, and that just in the context of my life, especially if anybody here like knows my story, like makes so much sense of like the drastic physical changes that have happened mm-hmm. to me multiple times. Um, you said it's happened before. So do you see like common threads between how you're eating now and maybe how you were eating then when it happened? Okay. So this is kind of weird. I'll just share this, but I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast. It's really weird. Uh, but there have been a few times I've gotten food poisoning in the last few years. And this really weird thing happens where like I'll have the meal and, and to be honest, (laughs) I, I know that this is, it was like a sign that I wasn't understanding. Okay. So it was like, um, it was almost like I was asking, I was asking for the answer and I kept getting it, but I wasn't understanding it. And this has put so many things in context for me. Uh, but I, this happened, happened multiple times where I'd get food poisoning and I would get sick from my dinner or whatever. And, and then I would go to sleep and, you know, you're all like tired and woozy, whatever. And you like, I wake up the next day and <laughs> I straight up look like a different person. and. <laughs> And I, I don't own a scale anymore, but I remember at the time I had a scale and I had dropped like between 35 and 40 pounds in a night. Yeah. In a night. And I'm like, that wasn't just my dinner. It was, and I was like, what, what? And, and each time, like, like, like somebody different would like come visit me and everybody, they'd be like, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, I know this is wild. None of my clothes fit me. It was so weird. And, you know, you kind of feel sick and I would just be like eating really like light and like, you know, drinking a lot of fluids. And then as soon as I went back to my normal life, I went back to how I looked before. And I was like, this is weird. This is weird. And then I remember a couple of times trying to eat the exact same foods I ate when I was not feeling well, but nothing changed. I was like, what the hell? Because the difference is it wasn't about the foods. It was about the amount of drinks I was having in liquid form it's like it's almost like my body like like hot food or like in like solid food doesn't it doesn't like it and this goes back to everybody listening who's been in the channel collective we've been talking about this for a long time my guides always tell me to eat like an alien and I'm like what the fuck does that mean well aliens don't really have digestive systems right so it's like they've been telling me this and then what's funny is I was um my hypnotherapist who's a great psychic a couple of years ago, I remember talking to her about this and she was like, it's something about your water. Like they just keep saying water. They just keep saying it's about your water. And I was immediately like, is there mold in my water? Like, do I need to get a better filter? Right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it was like, it was like water, you know, like drinking more, like more water, more fluid, more liquid. So yeah. Anyway, that's kind of been, that's an example of how this <laughs> <laughs> 
This is oh so my weird. God. My life is so fucking weird. Yeah, so that's kind of been my experiment. I get a lot of messages from people early on in their entrepreneurial journey. And I notice that a lot of people feel stuck. And I totally understand how you are feeling. I've been there too. And I have worked with hundreds of people who have felt the same. And for a lot of people, they feel like the harder they work, the further they actually get from building an aligned and abundant business. So if you can relate to this, I have some really exciting news. I am pumped because No Bullshit Business School is officially back. It is relaunched. This program is newly revamped and exactly what you need to help propel you forward in your business. This is something I have poured my heart and soul into to create all of the resources that I wish I had starting out and to offer you the resources that are going to serve you for years and years and years throughout your journey as an entrepreneur. This course contains all of the original Nobius Biz School teachings on how to successfully build your online coaching business, plus even more new video lessons emphasizing the real secret to success, mastering your energetics and following your intuition in your business. The best part is that Nobius Biz School is now self-paced so you can get the support you need whenever and wherever you need it and you can go fully at your own pace on your own time because I know this is what a lot of entrepreneurs are really looking for. When you sign up for Nobius Biz School, you will get access to over 20 hours of video lesson content plus another 10 hours of exclusive video interviews with other six and seven figure entrepreneurs in the industry plus downloadable PDF guides and lifetime access to the whole course. We cover truly everything you need to know from finding your niche and creating magnetic content to money mindset and manifestation hacks in your business. You will also be able to connect with a group of like-minded, soul-centered entrepreneurs. We're also taking the course in our private Facebook community. So if you're looking for a mind, body, soul approach to up-leveling and building your business to six figures and beyond without needing a huge social media following or any paid ads, this is the course for you. Most of my clients have less than 200 followers. This is building your business all through organic growth that you can work smarter, not harder, and build your business in an aligned way. I have poured my heart and soul into creating this container for people who are ready to cut through the BS and grow their businesses. And I have seen so many (laughs) incredible transformations from the clients who've gone through this course. And these transformations are not just in their business, but also in their overall lives. And I am so excited for you to do the same. This is probably the only business course you will ever need. So if you're ready to make quantum leaps in your business, just head to bit.ly slash no BS biz school to learn more about everything included and to sign up so you can get started today. Again, that's bit.ly slash no BS biz school. You can check out countless testimonials and learn all about what you will receive in the program there. And I cannot wait to support you on your journey. I've been talking to some different friends about um, weight and what has come across is, I mean, like, like living in alignment, right? And this mm-hmm. whole shift that happens in your physical body when you start actually just like living in alignment and like going with flow and like what you, what your heart wants versus what you should do. Dude, I've right? experienced this hardcore. Um, Tell us when I switched careers and I started working for you, I, this is just wild because I, I used to be a personal trainer. So I was like very diligent about my nutrition, my physical activity, everything like on point. And I had this like 10 pounds that would never go away. 
even when I tried to de-stress all of that. And the second I switched jobs, like I'm not even kidding overnight. It was like when I decided I was going to switch jobs, I literally lost like 10 pounds. It was crazy. It was crazy. And that's never happened to me. Like I had always been the person that like, maybe it would like, it would tinker around. It would like stay in the same one pound range. Like I go down Mm -hmm. like 0.2 up 0.2. Like I've always been very kind of stubborn in the same like one pound range. And so that never happened ever until then. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like nothing else really changed other than like <laughs> a big life decision, I guess <laughs> that was more in alignment. <laughs> was it re- literally like overnight? So it was like yeah. super noticeable. Yeah. hundred percent. And like nothing fit. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I didn't put it together at the time, but yeah. What did you think it was about? I had no idea. I mean, my initial, like me trying to rationalize it. And I guess this makes sense was just like the the emotional relief of leaving my old job because I was so stressed out there. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want to be technical, it could have been like stress, right? Yeah. But I mean, everyone still gets stressed like in their normal day-to-day life. And I still have moments where I'm stressed, but it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I am living in alignment more now. And I feel like, and it's, it's stayed off. Like, uh, I haven't put it back on. So mm-hmm. just an interesting observation. That's so, well, and back to the stress thing. I mean, if that feels more resonant for somebody, you could view it as stress as well, right? Like people mm-hmm. know that stress co- like can ho- oh, cause yeah. people to hold on to extra weight, but it's it's just different language for the same thing. But mm-hmm. I also think that a lot of people, I was talking to my dad about this. I was like, you know, he's avoiding, he's avoiding pink salt because he thinks it's going to raise his blood pressure. And I'm like, you know, what's raising your blood pressure is watching the news every morning. What's raising your blood pressure is worrying about what the pink salt is going to do. Yeah, what's raising, I, but I, I said, I was like, if you really want to lower yeah. your blood pressure, you need to focus on, you know, de-stressing mm-hmm. like your stress. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, that's the thing for like everything is stress causes everything, but like everybody's stressed. So I can't really do anything about that. That's literally what he said. I'm like, is this how people think? Right. But I, I do think that's how a lot of people think about stress. And because they hear, oh, stress causes these issues. Uh, but it's like, well, what am I going to do about that? So they just don't even think of that as an option yeah. to, to, to change, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I mean, it's really, to me, it's like, call it stress, call it alignment. I mean, being on alignment is going to make you stressed, right? So whatever you want to call it, I don't really mm-hmm. care whatever resonates with you. But also if you're somebody where you're like, uh, stress doesn't really motivate me. I also know that there are people listening who the stress thing isn't motivating them or they're addicted to stress. <laughs> yeah. But like, what if you reframed it? Where it's like, oh, what if I experimented with living more in alignment with my human design chart or experimented more with with alignment and like following my flow and my spiritual practices or like, you know, like like mm-hmm. all of that. I think that might be I mean, for me, that was certainly true. Right. The number of people oh, lower your stress. Right. But when I approach things like, oh, I'm going to experiment with really living in, a, in alignment with my human design chart and just see what this does. Let's see if this works. That felt very different. Well, that sounds more exciting to me. Yeah. Creating the same effect. So, you know, whatever language you want to use, I don't really care. Whatever works for you. But that's how I see it personally. And it just goes back to everything. Everything is is energy, Um, you know, and I think this is another layer of it. I've talked about the energetics of holding on to extra weight. And there's, you know, a lot of weight is everything is energy. Right. And so there there there's the emotional aspect the cords, the energy we hold for other people. Um, but there's also more of like, what are we actually eating? Right. How are we eating it? And 
with this, I know this is going to look, here's the thing. I know people are going to think this is out there on cuckoo and whatever. I don't care. You come back to me in 10 years. I'm, I feel solid about this. Nutritional requirements are shifting. Like I honestly think, and I have all kinds of people I, I talk about this with who <laughs> they don't want to say it out loud because, but I don't really care. I don't really care because it's happening. It's already happening for a lot of people. And a lot of people are frustrated because of it. And, and to override a lot of these negative symptoms, I really think we're going to have to start listening to this, but I really think that a lot of the traditional advice for nutrition and exercise is, is just not going to work for a lot of people in the future. In layman's terms, would you compare this to, it's like to it being a form of evolution almost? Sure. On a more I intense, guess. I don't know. I feel like I should look up scale <laughs> energetic of evolution yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's the same way like i've talked about like a lot of business practices are just aren't going to work anymore um i mean things are shifting and you know a lot of people who are kind of stuck in their ways or don't want to hear it because they're afraid of change might reject it but you know we'll see <laughs> we'll see uh and there's there are ways to get ahead of this this is about being dynamic right and like the whole evolution thing is very interesting. I've heard some very interesting arguments about this because there are actually, I don't even want to get into this. I'm not on a side. All right. I'll just say there are some very interesting arguments that everything we're taught about evolution doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, mm. Like how could we, For I mean, I still don't get, I mean, we're taught that we came from a fish. <laughs> like <laughs> how, how did, how did, how does that happen? We get, we come from a fish to all these different people. Dude, if I think too hard about genetics, my mind just shatters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's just some things that I'm just not, that we're just told that we just, but anyway, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a geneticist. I'm not, I don't study evolution. So what I do understand is energy. Um, anyway, it's just something to explore. There are people who are very, have lots of thoughts on that. Maybe that's interesting to you. Uh, but there's an energetic shift happening. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this show have experienced this. I know you have, and I, mm -hmm. I have. And so like, I, I, I experience this all the time and I see this, um, with my clients all the time, right? How can somebody have a lifelong issue? And in one session, one energy healing session, come out completely different person, like literally physically or emotionally, right? Shifting energy shifts us in very, very powerful ways. And I think, to be honest, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm like, I have had the honor of having so many experiences. Like I see miracles happen almost every day, at least every week. And it's so common for me that I kind of forget that that kind of shifts like how I whether or not I believe in things, right? Because I see it again and again and again. And I forget that some people, because they haven't seen it, they, they, can't, they don't believe it. It feels right? intangible to them. Yeah, 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 right? I think like coming back here, talking to my family is a good reminder of like, whoa, right? Mm -hmm. um, to me, I'm like, oh, you have your back pain? Why don't you just let me like energetically shift it? We can get rid of it. What? That's not gonna work, right? It's like that's to me, too I'm easy. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> we can get rid of this in, in five minutes, you know. Um, but other people don't see it that way, um, and that's fine, right? It's just like different experiences. But 
I think that there's a lot of power in just opening our minds to what we believe is possible, right? That's it's part of how it works, right? Mm-hmm. That's like part of how we actually receive it. Um, so, and I am just curious if this sparks anything for people listening of like, oh, yeah, I have been doing that and this wasn't really working for me anymore. And I don't know, it just comes back to trusting, trusting our, our bodies. But I will say I've had this conversation with a lot of people um, in like different groups, groups I'm in, a lot of colleagues in private. And the theme is they're like, they're, a lot of people have been having a lot of weird symptoms, especially recently. And there are a number of things we could say about that. But when I kind of offered this other perspective with their nutrition and fitness, like very tangible things, everybody I've talked to has come back to me and they're like, holy shit, I feel way better. Like it, it so it just feels very relevant right now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I know there are a lot of people that are just frustrated with things that, that aren't going away, whether it is um, brain fog or chronic pain or extra weight or whatever it is. And I, I always think it's, you know, if you're frustrated and you're feeling like there's, there's no way to get through it. I mean, what if we just looked from a, I think there's always another lens you can look through. So here's another lens. And I think this is going to become really, really relevant, right? But there have been, I mean, people talk about how we ate ancestrally. It's like, what ancestors are we talking about? Right. That's where I get tripped up. Like what, which the ones? fish, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's literally, it's like, right. People ate differently from all over. I, to me, that, that argument makes the most sense. I definitely think like looking at where, like where you came from and mm-hmm. what the traditional diet was there, but it was so different than, than what we think it is now. And right? a lot most of us think, are so mixed, like yeah. anyway. Yeah. A lot of us are so mixed, but also we're getting to a point where like the vibration I believe can override the ancestry mm-hmm. in many yeah. ways. Like, like we can, we can shift things. Um, and we're like getting to that point, but I just think it's a really cool topic to talk about again. Cause I've just seen this playing out for so many people and it's been so many light bulb moments. I'd be really curious if you listened to this, if you've had an experience where you ate more according to your human design or played more with the, the energy of things, the energy of foods, um, and saw how that affected things. Uh, it, and if you felt better, but yeah, it's been such a cool experiment for me. And I really believe in this. I really, I really believe in it. Um, you know, so, and, and, and I think it could be a missing piece for people, but it just doesn't make sense. Like there are so many people you go to something like, I mean, I always thought this whenever I went to paleo effects, every time I go to paleo effects, I'm like, all these people are so hardcore, like ancestral eating, like what, what that version of it is. And I, I still like love that whole community and I'm, I'm really into the whole foods thing. Right. But there were still a lot of people that had a ton of health issues. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so there's something else missing here. And there's, a, there's definitely the emotional piece, right. The, the trauma piece, that's the root of, for a lot of people, right. A, a lot of, um, symptoms, but then there are also a lot of people who are super informed about that. Right. Um, who are still having trouble. And I talk to a lot of healers who still have a lot of issues. Um, you know, it's, it's not an uncommon thing for a lot of healers to carry a lot of extra weight. 
And these are also people who are, I mean, I can think of five people right now who I know who are carrying extra weight, are very aware intuitively, uh, eat really squeaky clean diets and like can't figure it out. <laughs> and I've and I've like heard them talk about this and I'm like, okay, well, if we, food is energy, right? Like what if you thought about it from, from, from this way, right? Like what's the frequency your body needs rather than like, yes, the nutrient, but if we start to think about like nutrients as energy as well, mm-hmm. right? Because, okay, this is what's interesting. If you look at an extreme diet, look at something like fruititarianism, right? Like eating only fruit. There are people who do that, who it literally totally destroys their health, right? Mm-hmm. Like it totally, totally destroys their health. And they talk about this. Then there are also people that like have been doing this and seem to yeah. be thriving. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about this all the time too, with like the extremes, veganism, keto, like you will always see those crazy successes on one side. And then you'll probably also see an equal amount of people that it does not work for. Yeah, totally. Totally. Because everybody's different. Right. And there's so many things that play into that. Um, I mean, even like you can do genetic tests, right. I've talked about before, like all the genetic tests where it tells you your optimal macronutrient ratio, um, which interestingly enough, mine pretty much overlapped. Not exactly, but it did, it did overlap with, uh, if in my chart, cause in your human design chart, there's like highlights for different, the macronutrients you should be paying attention to. Oh. Um, it overlapped with that. And I've looked at a couple of my other friends charts who I know who have also gotten genetic testing around like, Oh, what should my optimal diet be? Who are also experimenters like me. And I have looked at their charts and I'm like, Whoa, it is kind of overlapping here. So that's super interesting. I'm curious about like blood type diet too, and how that could maybe, or maybe not sync up with human design. I know a lot of people are really into it. It is it does kind of overlap, but here, okay, here's what I'll say. I don't, I don't remember the guy who came up with that or whatever, yeah, but I don't either. my, my Chinese medicine doctor for a long time, she had trained under him directly and mm. worked for him. And I had asked her about this and she said, she said, she said, you know, I saw thousands of people coming in and doing this every single day. And for 50% of them, it worked. And for 50% it didn't. <laughs> Right. So take that for for what it is. But I think that's, that's true of a lot of things. So, so I I don't know, like, um, because our bodies are changing. So I don't know, there's just a lot of power in the energetic perspective. And I know a lot of people have been telling me about the exercise as well. Like, like they've switched to something drastic and felt a lot better. Or like me, you just totally stop working out. (laughs) But I feel like I'm thriving. Are you totally stopped now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I, I honestly haven't adhered to any type of plan for a very mm-hmm. long time other than just like going out in nature. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like I look and feel my best that I have in a while. It's crazy. Wow. And this is coming from someone who's been on the very yeah, far end of the fitness. You're a bodybuilder. <laughs> you well, did a fitness competition. Announce that on this podcast. <laughs> if anybody wants to hear Kelsey's uh, fitness competition story, you can go to the podcast connector podcast where it's a it's a tell all. There you oh, go. Goody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great episode. Um, yeah, but that's fascinating. You're not the first person I've 
I've heard that from, you know, and mm-hmm. I was talking to a lot of you guys know Kelly. I was talking to Kelly about this and we were like, we were like so intense about our 10,000 steps a day. Like we would plan our whole days around, like when we, when we would spend like weekends together, we'd be like, Kate, when are we getting our steps? Like we had to get 10,000 steps. And I'm like, dude, I don't get anywhere close to 10,000 steps. And honestly, I feel better. I know I'm probably <laughs> skating around like a thousand a day over here. <laughs> Having a dog has um, helped, but yeah. Yeah. So disclaimer none of this is medical advice or nutrition <laughs> advice it's just experience so so talk yeah. to your healthcare provider um but which is not me uh just adding that maybe I should put that in the beginning. <laughs> uh, no but seriously it's just interesting and I think it's very I think it's very interesting to hear other people's experiences so if you have thoughts and experience that you want to share about something that you switched up and uh, notice that you felt a lot better that didn't make any logical sense. Or if you've been also experimenting with following your human design, maybe the digestive type specifically or not, and you've noticed that, I don't know, anything that you've experimented with, I would love to hear. Definitely post in the free private community forum. Um, great place to connect with other listeners, other members of the community and um, me, obviously. Uh, so yeah, share it in there. I would love, love, love to hear. You know, it's just a running experiment and I like, I like to hear other people's experiences and I know that helps other people as well. Um, doors are closing to the channel collective August 22nd. So if you want in on the channel collective, then now's the time to join. going to close the doors for a few months and really, uh, take some extra time to focus on the, the members in there. So I'm really excited about that, but yeah, if you want to get in, then then now's the time to check it out. You can learn more at christinathechannel.com slash membership. Super fun. We have Q&A calls. We have manifestation calls. We have a high 70 energy healing. We have endless resources. Uh, about so all much of the, fun. Yeah. All, all of the things related to intuition, manifestation, raising your vibration, daily practices to uh, keep your energy high in the best way. And yeah, all the good stuff. So definitely check it out. Would love to see you there. Again, that is christinathechannel.com slash membership. All right. We'll wrap up there for today. I hope this was interesting for you and helpful. Thanks again for tuning in. We're sending you lots of love. Hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye guys.